Que onda que? And welcome to another episode of the Lion's Den podcast. So today we are going to change it up a little bit. So in all my previous podcasts, we have gone over certain topics and stuff like that, kind of in specific detail without touching up on any other subjects. Uh, they've been pretty short. They've been like, what, eight minutes long. Um, and let me just throw out a few names of those podcasts that, you know, we've covered so far. Uh, we've done some like magnetism. We've done the true meaning of poor, true communications, master goal settings, productive sleep, expert decision making, yada, yada, yada. So it's 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 been specifically exactly what the podcast is about. If the if the if the podcast title is expert decision making skills, then it's 10 minutes of diving into expert decision making skills, right? No weedy weedy, no other subjects getting in there. It's just what it has to be straight to the point. Uh, and I think that has been going pretty well. You know, I've gotten a few decent view counts and all that on my podcast. But I want to change it up a little bit. And I'm not changing it up for to get views or anything like that. I just want to be a little bit more personal. Make this more like a conversation. Rather than a lecture. If that makes sense. Um, so I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to open up a bit about what I'm doing in my life. Open up you know, projects I got going on and stuff like that. And tying uh, leadership and mindset skills into what I'm doing. That way you can see it in use or listen to it in use, whatever, in practice. I want to go over different world events and stuff like that just to see what's going on. Uh, you know, get my commentary and stuff, what I think about what's going on. I don't know. I just want to be, I want to make it a little different. You know, I don't want to get bored doing this podcast. And I think if I make it like a lecture and like, you know, a class or something like that, I'm going to get bored. I'm going to stop making that podcast. And it's just going to fall. It's going to drop. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. And so to start, we're going to start this podcast off by giving you a recap of what's been, what's been going on this past month. Uh, so as you know, I haven't been posting anything uh, on my podcast. Very minimal stuff on my social media uh, about what I've been doing, what's been going on, everything like that. And the reason why is because I've been extremely busy. I've been busy at work, I've been busy at doing my side job, I've been busy planning the wedding. It's just all been coming, it's non-stop work, you know. And I'm not sad about it, I actually love getting to work and putting in work and working towards my dreams and goals and stuff like that. Uh, but at work, uh, if you guys have, I think I discussed it once in this podcast, uh, what I do for my J-O-B, or as I like to call it, my just over broke, is electrical designer at an engineering firm. Uh, for a lot of people that would be considered, you know, a good job. Oh, uh, you know, you have room to grow and all that stuff. But in my head, it's not where I want to be. <laughs> you know, like the money's good. I can live on it. I can survive. Uh, I'm able to, pay, I'm able to pay my bills. I live comfortably, but listen to what I just said comfortably. I never want to be in a point in my life where I'm comfortable and I haven't worked for it. You know, I want to be comfortable eventually when my money's working for me, right? When I'm able to be comfortable while my money's making me money. That's the only way that I will accept comfort is if I have, you know, placed my money in certain places that is going to make me 
more money while I'm sleeping, while I'm on vacation, while I'm being comfortable. Uh, but for now, I don't like being comfortable. I don't like the thought of being comfortable because comfort is the killer of ambition. Okay. If you're comfortable with your life right now, that's fine. That's perfect. You know, it's your life. But I don't want to be comfortable in my life, especially where I'm at. Sure, I'm, I'm, uh, might be in a position where, you know, I can just give up on my exterior goals and, you know, buy a decent little house, go on a vacation maybe once a year, uh, do little things, you know, I don't know. That life is just boring to me. Going to work every day at a place that I kind of like. I mean, I like the work. I like the job. It's not hard at all. But just the thought of not making any moves towards my goal, right? And just moving someone else's goal forward. Just, it bugs me. It, 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 it doesn't sit right with me. So that's why I'm doing stuff on my side job. To be able to eventually make my side job my full-time job. And quit my J-O-B. That's my dream. That's my goal is to eventually quit my J-O-B, make my side hustle my main hustle and start other side hustles once my current side hustle becomes a main hustle, right? Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. That's where I'm at. And I'll just discuss a little bit what I'm doing right now in my J-O-B um, at my designing job. Uh, I work primarily doing electrical design work on airports, uh, designing their you know, infield stuff, their airside stuff, their vault stuff. Every once in a while, I'll do commercial stuff like libraries and stuff like that. But it's not super common. Uh, I think just this year, since January, I've done two or three street lighting projects, a library. Uh, and that's about it. And besides that, I've only done pure electrical airfield work. Right? I've done ton of different electrical airfields and i mostly do them here in arizona uh, every once in a while i'll get one in like california or texas colorado things like that but it's primarily here in arizona but there's a new project that came along that is i can't really tell you exactly what it is uh because of the sensitivity of the information and of the project i'll just let you know it's a government project it's pretty big and it's taking a lot out of me that's all i can say so basically uh this started in december of last year they told us hey we need you guys to do basically three miles of this project uh kind of like a fast track project so they told us we need something back by january 5th and we told them, okay, we can get you like a 30% or something like that by that time. And they said, okay, that's good. So we started working, started setting up the files, uh, started coordinating with the other trades, setting up our sheets and doing all that stuff. And we were able to get that out pretty easily, 30% in about a month. Then they hit us with, hey, we need the 60% in two weeks. And we're like, what? Uh, you know, we haven't laid out any light poles. We haven't done any wire sizes we haven't done anything all we've done is for the 30 percent is set up where the scs's are going to go uh different gate locations and stuff like that we haven't done anything besides lay it out 
So to get it to a 60% in two weeks is a lot of work. And if it's just me and, you know, my boss basically working on this project, that's an extreme amount of work. I've been doing 12 hour days, six days a week for the past, you know, couple months trying to get this done. Uh, so with, 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 within those two weeks, we busted out the 60%, laid out a ton of poles, uh, light poles at 90 foot spacing, you know, for the three miles, it came out to like 16 poles per mile or something like that. It, it wasn't a small project, you know, even though it's just partial of the full, full fledged project. So we ended up setting up that 60%. We barely got it done on a Friday, like at 4 p.m. Uh, we submitted it and then they reviewed it, sent it back like a couple days later. And then they said, hey, we need something back next week. <laughs> and we're like, what? You know, in a week, they want from a 60 to a 90. And we thought, man, this is this is going to kill us, you know, because from 60 to a 90, especially working in the electrical it's basically a hundred percent set of plants so we busted out right we busted out this whole project uh basically to a hundred percent in a week and then they got it they reviewed it they sent it back and they said hey we have some modifications we're gonna give you guys until the 14th of february which was yesterday to finalize your plans oh and by the way there's another section here that we want you guys to add uh in two weeks basically from that time so we got to work started doing 60s again six days a week busting out this project and you know long story short we ended up getting this project done by the 14th and they hit us with this one comment that said hey nothing's due today so have a good valentine's day which is fine you know it's perfect i don't mind that at all but it was stressful you know thinking that we had to turn it in the 14th and coming to find out that we didn't have to turn it in the 14th but the good thing is that we got it done it's basically ready to go all we need to do is just add uh, the engineer stamp and seal to all the pages of the plans i think one of the miles is 35 pages second miles 35 pages and then the third miles 42 pages or 47 pages and it's 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 a little bit bigger i think it's like a mile and a half or something which is why the pages are are more than the other ones but uh even just to add stamps and to re pdf everything from the cat files from you know with with all the pages is going to take me at least two hours to do because i have to individually go through every set of plans uh and set the stamp on them because it's not an xref border it's a blocked border within every page. So I I can't just go in and go into the XREF and put the, the stamp and seal on it. And then it'll just magically appear. Either way, I'd have to... I can probably do a batch plot from there uh, with all the CAD files. But because I have to do it individually for every page, it's going to take me a while. Because I have to individually take out the preliminary, put in the stamp, put in the signature, put in the right date, copy it. Exit from block editor pdf it boom onto the next page so that will probably take me about a minute per page uh with a hundred and something pages total so a hundred and something pages is easily an hour 
Um, so anyways, that's what I've been doing at work. And of course, there's other projects as this project is going on. So it's just been super, super crazy. Um, and on top of that, every day after work, we've been trying to get this hide or this side hustle down and ready to go. And currently I'm working with uh, two of my friends, Spencer and Aaron, doing real estate. And we ended up getting this property uh, under contract. And it's going to be officially ready to go, ready for construction, the 28th of February. And what we're going to do with this property is just a standard fix and flip. So we purchased this property for uh, 210 for 210 and Aaron worked some magic with the guy and got the property a little under value so he ended up getting a good deal at 210 and we're going to put about 15 to 20,000 into construction into it um, and of course after paying everything and getting all the fees and everything paid out we're going to sell the property at 270 to 60 minimum and with these numbers, we're looking at making a thirty to forty thousand dollar profit, depending on how much construction we do, right? So this is our side hustle that we got going on, and it hasn't been super stressful yet. Uh, it's starting to build up because we have two weeks basically to set everything up, plan everything, get a bunch of trades, uh, you know, get quotes, get material costs, set up pull plans, uh, do everything we have to do to get the construction as smooth as possible because the trades have to they have to work together right they have to uh basically be how do i say this they have to be on time so if your your tile guy says he can do the tile in a couple of days he has to do it in a couple of days because when they're done someone else is going to jump in and do their stuff right and it's the same thing with every trade so we have to set all that stuff up and that's what we're going to be doing with this next two weeks that we got um, until the 28th to close it, to officially close it. So that's super, super exciting. Uh, this is the first project that we're doing uh, with complete profit to us. With Spencer and myself, we've done, I think, three or four flips uh, in the past like three years or two years. Uh, but with this one, we're able to make a good amount of profit. We're going to reinvest it so we can go get a different type of loan to make more profit on the next one so it's super exciting it's super cool we're ready to go uh and we've been trying to do this since 2015 i want to say yeah since 2015 so i ended up coming home uh from yeah i okay i came back to arizona 2015 we went to a uh yeah it's 2016 yep okay yeah i got my dates right so how we got started with this is back in 2016 i think it was like february we uh were just chilling keeping it cool and then spencer told me hey bro i'm gonna make a ton of money here soon gear started turning in my head and i said boy where do i need to go what do i need to sign i'm down right no hesitation i'm down he said all right let's get it so he told me, meet me at this random hotel in Scottsdale this day, and we'll go from there. And I said, all right. So we ended up going to this meeting, which was a three-hour real estate seminar with these guys named Raul and something else. Basically telling us the ins and outs of how to make money flipping houses. 
And of course, this caught our interest because it's good money. It doesn't seem super hard. And I was, I don't know, it just sounded like a good idea, right? Uh, but with every single seminar out there, it's a funnel system. Okay, if you think seminars are a scam, it's because your mind isn't wired for a seminar. And let me explain this a little bit because I, I came up with this theory and it's 100% true. 100% true. Think about college. Okay. For the most part, everyone that goes to college expects a job once they get their degree. Right? Let me say that again. You go to college, you do four years minimum to get a bachelor's degree. You come out with some sort of degree and you expect somebody to give you a job because you have this piece of paper. Am I wrong or am I right? Save your breath because I'm right. Now, you can go back to school, get a master's, come out and expect somebody to get you a job. Expect somebody to hire you because you have this piece of paper. Then there's the rare form where you go get a doctorate. And I'll explain that part a little later. But, okay, let me leave that there. You go to college, you get out, you expect a job. Now think about seminars, think about workshops. You go to a workshop, you go to a seminar, you come out and you create your own job. You create your own business. You create your own way to make money. You don't expect anything from anyone besides yourself. Okay? So, to bring this all together, you go to college, you come out, you expect something in return in the form of a job. You go to a seminar, you come out, you expect to create something from the knowledge that you've learned. Okay, this is crucial to understand because people who go to seminars think college is a scam. And people that go to college think seminars are a scam because their brains are wired differently. You have one side, which is the employee mindset. Okay, which is basically most of the people that go to college. They have the employee mindset. They go to college, they come out, they expect to be an employee at some company, okay? Whereas people who go to seminars, for the most part, are people who have an entrepreneurial mindset. They want to create their own business. They want to have their own job. They want to make their own money. They don't expect to be hired by anyone because they went to this workshop. So on either side of the field, they see the other one as a scam. Then you have the rare few who go to school for a higher education. Um, and I, I've always said this. You don't need to go to school. Unless you are a professional. Okay. And when I say professional. I mean a professional engineer. Not some four year degree engineer. I'm talking about a professional engineer. And I work in the engineering field now. So I know the difference. I know you go to college. You get your engineering degree. You take your tests or whatever. And you become a engineer. Cool. But to become a professional engineer, you need to do four years on top of that. It's basically a doctor of engineer, right? You get to stamp plans. You get to do your own thing. Those people create their own job. Okay. They create their own companies. And they hire the engineers that come out of college. Okay. So they're basically entrepreneurs that are going to school because they have to go to school. It's the same exact thing with doctors. You cannot be a doctor without a degree unless you're buddy love 
and that fool went to jail twice i don't know how he opened up so many different firms but that fool i he gained my respect for that one if you don't know who that is go ahead and google him look up youtube videos on him he's basically a kid he was like 18 or 17 who opened up a couple doctor practices hired a bunch of real doctors with degrees started making some bank and then eventually got caught but anyway uh doctors go to school they come out they might work under somebody for a little bit but eventually they become business owners they own they open up their own practices right so this is the difference between this seminars see school as a scam school see seminars as a scam and i don't know i'm on the seminar side i see school as a scam but i don't bring down education i love education i love knowledge i love reading i love learning stuff but i just don't think a piece of paper at some four-year degree is going to make any difference in my life right where i'm at right now i don't have a degree in anything and i'm basically working as you know a mini engineer designing plans and everything like that i don't have the stamp i can't stamp plans and do anything like that uh but i i know everything that an engineer knows i i can back myself up on that easily uh, but anyway, I don't think that a four-year degree in liberal arts or a four-year degree in, I don't know, um, something, I don't know. Unless you're going to be working in the field that you're going to get your degree in, I, I wouldn't go. It's just a waste of money, right? I think Ty Lopez said it once, and I think it was an ad or something that I saw on a YouTube video. He said that he spoke to this girl who was getting a degree in entrepreneurial science or some crap like that. And he said, oh, cool. What year are you in? She said, two years. And she said, oh, nice. What have you learned so far? And she said about entrepreneurial science, nothing. I don't know. Go look up that video. Basically, long story short, most of the stuff you learn at school is BS. Unless you're going for higher knowledge, I don't recommend it. But I'm the one on the side that's wired as an entrepreneur. So I don't see college as a benefit for me. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go to college, go ahead and do that. Um, go ahead and, you know, look for a job somewhere. Yeah, that might be your happiness. It's all, it all depends on what makes you happy, right? Personally, for me, working under somebody, working under a big company is not happiness. Right? It might be happiness for you. Go ahead and pursue that. That's your choice. But not for me. Which is why we... Okay, where was I? Okay, so back to the story of the seminar. So, Spencer and myself go to this three-hour seminar. And, oh yeah, so I was saying that every seminar is a funnel scheme. Or a funnel funnel system. So, they give you something that's for free. Then they sell you something that costs like a thousand bucks. Some people leave, some people take it. Boom, the people that take it get funneled into the next bracket. Those people get sold something else. A smaller amount of people go into the next bracket so it's basically a funnel and the very end of that funnel is the ones that purchase your full product and in the case of me and spencer after this three-hour seminar that was free we decided to move up we bought the thousand dollar three days seminar which was being held in a different hotel in scottsdale or gilbert or something like that so by this time in our minds we were set we were going to do this perfect beautiful idea to make money to make our own money right um so we we ended up rallying up a thousand bucks went to this three-day seminar and it was taught by this homeboy who was named lotto that fool was 
he was cool i liked the guy to be honest with you guys um so we ended up going to the three-day seminar we made a bunch of cool friends uh started networking doing all that stuff and at the second day of the seminar they presented the three-day bus tour in texas and of course we were interested you know because in the bus tour they told us that we were able to actually go to properties see what's wrong with them learn the numbers learn the ins and outs and learn how to make the deal to purchase the property and eventually make money off of it so we wanted to go to that so we ended up talking to at the time her name was bailey she was one of the salespeople there and she told us hey to go to this bus tour it's going to cost each of you forty thousand dollars to go what what we were like 20 years old at the time what 20 year old unless they have daddy's money has forty thousand dollars sitting right there in the bank you know we didn't grow up with money we didn't grow up anything near rich so we had we were scraping for a thousand bucks to go to this three-day seminar and now they want forty thousand dollars from us to go to this three-day bus tour so we told them straight up we said hey we can't afford forty thousand dollars that's just it's it's crazy you know forty thousand dollars each so they basically wanted eighty thousand dollars in total to go to this bus tour we told them no we can't do that f that can you give us some sort of deal and you know talking to them going back and forth they ended up telling us hey we can give you a deal to do the bus tour forty thousand dollars for two of you so it's basically twenty thousand a piece and still that was like damn we don't have anywhere near twenty thousand dollars a piece you know so with some more negotiation skills a little bit of silver tongue we ended up dropping the deal down one more time and they said this is the lowest we can go is twenty thousand dollars total so ten thousand dollars each of you to go to the bus tour uh so we started freaking out because it's it's a little bit more attainable right ten thousand dollars is still a ton of money though we don't have that kind of money so we told them we probably can't do that can you go down any lower and they said look we really can't and she was being real cool and sincere with, with us um we became real good friends with her uh she was young too she was like 26 or 7 we were like 20 we were the youngest ones in the room for sure we were like 20 years old and we told her man we can't make that much money in a day you know she said figure it out figure it out come back tomorrow with twenty thousand dollars and you know you'll be able to go to the bus tour if not find a way to make money and go next year and the thing about spence and myself is we're very impatient not in a bad way though we're impatient in a way that if we can get it done right now we're gonna do whatever we can to get it done right now you know so this is where something interesting happened this was the first turning point of our mindset shift was figuring out exactly how easy it is to get what you want in life just by asking that's it so we told her okay we're gonna get you twenty thousand dollars by tomorrow in a damn day we're gonna get you twenty thousand dollars so we got to work we started calling banks we started calling credit card companies we started calling loan companies we started calling everybody who has any way to give us any type of money 
um, we started off first with credit cards. We called them. We said, hey, can we open up a credit card with you? They either said yes or no. If they said yes, we said, okay, how much can it be for? For the most part, they give us a low number. They would give us like $5,000 or like, sorry, $500. And, you know, we'd accept it, but we'd say, hey, is there any way you can give us a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, ten thousand? We'd throw numbers out there, you know? And after calling about 20 people, 20 different card companies, 20 different banks, 20 different loan officers, 20 different um, loan companies, everything. We ended up um, obviously making the $20,000 in a day, right? Even though it was money that was borrowed, we still made it. So we came back the next day and we said, hey, um, Bailey, we have we have the money. And she looked shocked, honestly. She was like, no way. There's no way you could have made that money in a day. We said, sign us up. Let's go. Let's go to this bus tour. What's up? So we ended up going to this three-day bus tour, which was in April. We went to Texas. We flew down there. We got this hotel. And the seminar was in the same hotel we stayed in. So that was a plus. And I think the airport was right next to the hotel, too. So it all lined up. So we ended up going to this bus tour. And it was filled with people who were incredibly 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 wealthy okay they were incredibly wealthy they were incredibly motivated to make more money and it was just a huge eye-opener to be surrounded by that many people who they didn't pay twenty thousand for two people they paid forty thousand dollars right for the most part um so we went to this bus tour it was super hyped it was super cool uh we drank like 14 monsters that day every day for those three days it was crazy, um, but we obviously were outshining everybody. We were filled in a room filled with like middle-aged to kind of older people who probably paid this bus tour cash out of their banks, right? Uh, and to see two young boys, 20 years old, going to this bus tour, they were shook, right? They started questioning like, hey, who are you guys? And, you know, they were interested. And that's when the networking happened. We started introducing ourselves, hyping everybody around us because they love that. They love that young energy. You know, they love that, that, that young spiritedness. They love all that. So eventually we became the stars of that whole show, you know, and we got real cool with uh, the main guy, the main owner of this company, Armando, who, uh, you know, we're still in contact with him today. Super cool guy. I'd consider him one of my mentors to the day. He's still doing the same thing, still flipping huge houses i'm talking million dollar deals you know every month uh but this guy's super cool super awesome we got to know him and his team real well and uh one of the most shocking things that happened in that bus tour you know besides learning the ins and outs of what it takes to flip a house learning the legal stuff learning all that stuff is kind of towards the end of the seminar the he armando himself was on stage and he said all right now is the time to differentiate which one of you is going to be an investor which one of you is going to be a gap funder which one of you is going to be you know the one setting the deals up and he said i want to know which one of you you know everybody here who here is is looking to be an investor you know to invest in gap funding deals uh doing hard money deals all that kind of stuff. So he, has, he said, everybody in the crowd right now, 
stand up if you have $100,000 to invest. And I would say about 60% of the room stood up. Me and Spencer were just looking around in shock, right? They have $100,000 in their bank ready to invest. Then he said, all right, sit down. Uh, or, you know, he said, Keep, all right, stay standing if you have 200000 or more to invest. A couple people sat down. He said, all right, stay standing if you have 500000 to invest. Mm, probably more than half of those people standing up sat down. And he said, okay, how many of you here have a million or more dollars to invest? And if everybody sat down except a couple people. And, you know, coincidentally, they were the same people that we were talking to the whole time at this bus tour. They were the ones that we kind of connected with the most. Uh, they were like a younger-ish couple. They were like 40 or 50 years old. And they each had a million dollars in their bank to invest or more. Uh, so we became super cool with them uh, even before we knew this about them, right? And they obviously liked us for, for our hype and for what we were doing and, you know, our visions and our goals and all that. But that kind of opened my eyes, right? It opened my eyes to the understanding that there is money out there. And there's people out there who want to give you that money to invest, right? Because if you're making money, they're making money. And everybody wants to make more money in the investing game. Uh, so after the bus tour, we ended up getting a bunch of different contacts and doing all that stuff. And we were high on life, right? We were ready to go. So a couple days after the bus tour, we reached out to realtors we set up our business we set up an llc we started contacting hard money companies and all that and eventually we got a deal it was a house in mesa in arcadia it was like a hundred thousand dollars under and we were working with this guy named chip super cool guy that we met up at the bus tour um, he was one of those guys who was standing at like the five hundred thousand mark um, and he said hey i want to work with you guys so we ended up getting this house hard money and he was going to gap fund us for what we needed for the hard money. Um, and what a gap funder is for you guys who don't know, um, it's basically if you work hard money or if you do a hard money deal, they want anywhere from 10 to 20% down um, in construction funds. And for the most part, some of these uh, hard money lenders will give you construction funds, but they require you to put down some skin in the game. So they require 10 to 20% down. A gap funder gives you that 20 to 20%. So you who are who are not a gap funder, but it's basically the middleman and going to do all the construction and set everything up, doesn't have to put any money down. You put zero money down to get a deal. The gap funder makes half the money. You make half the money once the deal's done. You each stay with like minimum 20000 a piece, right? So this guy was ready to go. We got this house. We presented it to him. He loved it. He liked the numbers. We presented it to the hard money lender. He liked it. We got it. We got the the loan basically. Um, and right before the house was gonna close, the guy who gap funded us, he he ended up passing away. Super cool guy. You know, rest in peace. Um, but that kind of left us left us shocked. You know, what are we gonna do now? The deal fell through. We, we ended up putting down 2000 or like 3000 of our own money in an escrow account that was non-refundable. So we lost that money too. And it was just a huge blow to us. Huge blow to us. Um, and I hate to say it, but, but we kind of gave up after that. We gave up, you know. 
And it kind of sucks because if we would have stuck with it and would have found another deal, we probably would be in a different place that we are now. Uh, so we ended up splitting off and doing our own things. Um, I don't know, just getting jobs, living normal, paycheck to paycheck. Uh, but we did that for like a year or two, just bouncing around jobs here and there, doing this, doing that. And eventually we both got into uh, the electrical field. We became electricians and we kind of still had that, that similar mindset though. That there was more out there than what people think. And that stuck with us from the bus tour. If anything stuck with us from that bus tour, it was that mind sh mindset shift of how much wealth there's out there. And how accessible it is. And how important it is to be authentic. Okay, Be the best version of yourself. Don't be fake. Don't be trying to impress nobody. Just be the best version of yourself. Be the hardest worker in the room. And kind of stand out, right? Stand out from everybody else. Um, so, both of us, actually, we ended up kind of taking different paths. Uh, but we ended up climbing up the ranks pretty fast. Because our mind was different, right? Spencer ended up becoming project manager for a huge multi-million data center for microsoft and that's where he's at now making big bucks right and i'm took the different path of becoming a designer for you know airports working on huge projects too um making big bucks or whatever but for both of us and you know i don't want to speak for him but i'm pretty sure we have similar mindsets is that there's still more out there than what we're doing doesn't matter how much money we make at a job it's not going to be what we think we deserve and what we think what we deserve is is a lot <laughs> you know i'm not gonna lie i think i deserve a lot um you know we could give up we could be comfortable we could live normal but personally i don't want to i don't want to live normal and you know um couple like a month ago uh aaron he has been our close friend for years ever since we were youth he was kind of like a leader to us uh kind of like a mentor to us he ended up posting on his instagram story a house and the caption of the house was uh who's trying to invest in this house you know and he started walking the house and talking about it and stuff and i dm'd him and i said yo i'm down what's up let's get it and eventually he's like yeah let's do it um so we ended up walking the house and spence came and uh that house we we didn't we didn't get it um but it sparked something you know it sparked back that that same little feeling that same hype that we got at the bus tour and it's it's weird man it's not some little like feeling of of yeah, we, we kind of want to do this. It's straight up, but we have to do this. There's no other option but doing this one thing. It's a huge, like, fire burner, right? We got to do this. 
it sparked back up. It felt just like we were at the bus tour. And, you know, all three of us, we felt the same way. We're like, damn, something's going to happen here. You know, we all have similar mindsets. We all have um, the same way of thinking, which is extremely important. So we ended up uh, walking a ton of different houses. We ended up uh, sending a bunch of offers. And eventually one of them stuck. And it was the one that we we got under contract, which we're going to do here pretty soon on the 28th. You know, to make the $30,000 or whatever. But that $30,000 is going to get reinvested into the company so we can make even more on the next one. And, you know, we're all on the same page. We all know that it's the long-term thinking that, that really matters. Um, so we're back in the game, you know. We've been doing this for a while. We've been struggling. We gave up for a bit. And, you know, we're back in it. We're back in it. So that's what I've been doing on my side business. And, you know, kind of where I'm at on my, you know, at my job. And on top of all this, uh, I'm planning a wedding with my with my fiance. That's going to happen in a few months here. So that's pretty cool. And I'm super, super, super grateful for my fiance. She's amazing. She's awesome. She's planning a ton of this stuff as well. Uh, you know, I, I could probably do more, but she's doing an amazing job. And I think if I haven't really, if I, if I didn't meet her a year ago, you know, whenever I met her, I would be in a different place right now too. I don't think I would be where I'm at. I don't think I'd be as motivated as I am right now to want to be something, you know, want to live my dream, want to be able to create some sort of legacy for, for our family, you know? Um, you know, I really love her a lot. Uh, I'm ready for this wedding. It's going to be hype. It's going to be cool. Uh, I really can't wait to spend my life with her. I think she is. First of all, she's extremely smart. Super, super smart, super um, motivated, super driven. And, you know, one of the things that I really love about her is her understanding of the way my brain works because i have a ton of ideas i'm doing a ton of different stuff all the time trying to just realize what's in my head to make it a reality you know once i get an idea i need to make it come true and she understands that and she knows that it's important to me and she actually helps me try to accomplish these things which is super awesome um so yeah we're gonna plan our wedding but we are planning our wedding right now uh for a couple months from now it's gonna be super cool super exciting super fun i can't wait um and that's basically what's going on with my life so i'm gonna be posting a little bit more on this podcast kind of the way that i posted today uh just sharing what i've been going through what i'm going through uh different stuff that's going on and i kind of want to also i think i already said it in this podcast but Start talking about some world events and what's going on and give my input on that too. Because, you know, I have certain thoughts and certain ideas and stuff like that when it comes to things like uh, the coronavirus, which I know is super huge right now. I have my own thoughts on it. I know Ben Baller covered it a little bit on his podcast, Behind the Baller. Uh, He covered it pretty well. And Ethan... And Ela from H3 covered it pretty well. And they've been covering it for a couple days. And I think there's more to it than what the eye puts. And what the government is putting out and all that stuff. 
But at the same time, I'm also thinking that it's not as bad as they say. So I'm kind of conflicted on it. I'm going to do some research. I kind of want to go over that on the next podcast. I know it doesn't have anything to do with leadership and mindset, but I want to talk about it. So if you want to listen to that, go ahead. It's going to be on the next podcast. I'm going to do a ton of research this week. Um, And that's just a recap of what's been going on in my life. So I'll keep you guys updated with you know, events that are going on in my life. And eventually I want to start videotaping these podcasts too, um, in my office, just so you guys can see the same things that I'm seeing, because I'm going to be reviewing videos and stuff like that. It'll just be easier to follow along that way. And you guys t- can still listen to it, uh, wherever you're listening to it, whether it's Apple podcast, anchor, uh, Google podcast, whatever it is. But I'm also going to be putting these up on YouTube once I start recording them. That way you're able to see what I'm seeing. And if you want to just look at where I'm at, my office and stuff like that. Sometimes I record podcasts uh, here at home, at my job office, in my car, whatever it may be. Uh, So I'm going to be doing that too. And, you know, I wish you guys the best for the week. I wish you guys to drink a ton of water. Wish you guys to sleep really well, to catch up on any of the chores you guys have to do to become productive throughout the week. Remember to stay positive. Remember to think positive. Remember to love yourself. And we'll see you on this next episode of the Lion's Den podcast.